0: This is Grant Taff. I was called coach for most of my life, but I always thought of myself as a teacher. My prayer is that you will learn something here that inspires you to be a positive influence at work, at home, and in your community. May God bless each of you as you listen.
1: Coach Grant Taff is a college football legend. After a 54-year coaching career that culminated with his historic tenure at Baylor University, Coach Taft served as the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association for two decades. He is known as a master motivator, speaker, and as a best-selling author. He is a member of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2001. He's also my dad. This podcast is an archive of his legacy, but also offers some fresh insights and conversations that we hope you enjoy. I'm Lane Pittman, and this is Grant Taft Beyond the Game, presented by the National Child ID Program. In 72, you won five or six ballgames did really well. People were so excited. 73 kind of had a little bit of a setback getting your systems in place. Uh, lots of doubts creeping in media, people doubting you. So 74, take us through your reflections on that season. Baylor's first championship in 50 years.
0: Well, uh, in many ways was, uh, what, uh, I think people would say was a magical season. Uh, Didn't go into it thinking it would be magical. Uh, Went into it uh, trying to improve off the previous year, which we had had a setback. As you know, I think the Texas game itself uh, was very uh, much an indicator of what that whole season was. Uh, Very little expectations from the world. Baylor alumni didn't expect a championship. Certainly the media didn't expect a championship. And I think the only ones that really believed that we could somehow at Baylor University win a conference championship, because there hadn't been one in 50 long years. And so, You know, I I wrote a book after that season, and I called it I Believe. And that was indicative of everyone who believed to start out, who began to believe, or who ended up believing. And a lot of those were the fans that eventually ended up believing. Uh, The players, I I don't know. uh, There's no way I could ever judge that. But when we started talking about winning a championship in 1974, we started it in the spring. Uh, Let's win the championship this year. Well, that was a far-fetched thing because Baylor hadn't won one in all those years. But the players on that team uh, took that at heart. And um, we certainly didn't have the blue chippers that Texas and A&M had. But we had some individuals that could play the game. If uh, you, 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 th- you think about a kid like Roger Gorey. Roger Goree could have played for anybody in the Southwest Conference and been an All-American like he was at Baylor. Uh, he was terrific. Neil Jeffrey was totally unheralded as a quarterback. He got a scholarship at Baylor probably because his daddy went to Baylor, and his daddy was well-known. And, uh, and his younger brother uh, later got a scholarship. But Neil was a freshman when I came in, and Neil stuttered. He had a problem with that. But I saw things in Neil that led me to believe that he had this unique ability to gather around him people that could believe in what he believed in. Neal Jeffrey believed we could win a championship. He believed he could lead us to a championship. So then the players who loved Neal because of the fact that he had a profound stuttering problem, and yet he was living his dream of being a quarterback for Baylor. His dad played for Baylor. And so growing up from a small child, as long as he could remember, his dream was to be the quarterback at Baylor University. And here he is. And we're going into the 74 season. Uh, We had uh, looked pretty promising in 73. Uh, We had a decent year in 72. But here we are, 74 and we're going into it. The expectations are not for Baylor to win. I think, if I can remember correctly, Texas uh, was picked to win the championship. But we got into the season and things began to fall into place.
1: For people that weren't there, just tell us about that Texas game.
0: Well, you know, I hadn't thought about it in a long time, Lane, and uh, I'll check my recall on this, but uh, it, it is uh, very well impressed in my my mind. And uh, the thing that I think was the most uh, important was that Texas had been dominant. They were picked to win the championship. We were picked dead last. And here we are, Playing them in Waco, and there's a misty rain, and we are down 24 to 7. People, Baylor people, started leaving, and by the third quarter, the stands were almost empty. Then, what was uh, interesting, and one of the things that kind of relates to a so-called miracle was that people were listening on the radio and here we come back bam 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 and and Cotton Davidson who was one of my assistants was on the headset with me and he was up in the press box and the press box is over on what is the west side and and so Cotton could see the huge parking lot on the east side. And so he said, Coach, you won't believe what's happening. I said, what, well, Cotton, what? And he said, people are coming back. They left, and they're coming back, and they're streaming into it. They're parking, leaving their lights on, running into the stadium. And and then the stadium began to fill back up. The people that left turned around, came back, ran into the stadium, and they didn't care if it was raining or what. It looked like we were going to beat Texas, and we did, and uh, it was an amazing thing. I, I remember from the family standpoint, everybody was so excited, and we had family members. My mom and dad were there and, and others, uh, many others, and we were all waiting for about one o'clock in the morning or maybe two when the local paper would be printed And we could go get a copy Uh, and we, we drove down and picked up copies off the loading dock. We just bought them right there. And then they wouldn't take my money. The guy that was there said, no coach, take as many as you want. And so anyway, we got several newspapers and came back and everybody spread out in the den and, and started reading the the write up. And it was a, a beautiful write up. And, uh, it, uh, it was uh, one of those times that, uh, you know, you, you just go through it, you do what you plan to do, you do it extremely well, and you actually win the game. And then it's very, very uh, difficult for that to sink, sink in, and particularly the impact that it was going to have on everything. On our university, on the enrollment, on the money that flowed in from the donors, because they're now looking at a university that has an athletic program or a football program that'll equal any in the state. Great pride came from that. And, uh, you know, I started out at Baylor. You may or may not remember this, but my theme was pride rebuilding pride in this university and in the football program. And in order to do that, we had to be successful in order to be successful. We had to have people that not only could play the game, but believe that they could defeat those that had been controlling the conference, Texas and A&M. And, uh, so it was, uh, an amazing experience. And, uh, I'm surprised, honestly, somebody hadn't made a movie of that because it's such a wonderful story about a group of young men who really believed that they could do something. And that's so inspiring to all of us, uh, you know, uh, as we face life. You know, that power of belief that we can have inside of us. And um, we'd win this game by one or two points we'd blow this game out and win by 40 or 50. And pretty soon the accumulation of those victories led us to the point where we win one more game and we're conference champions, the first in 50 years. And I remember that game was rice and we had traveled down on a bus. And so when that game was over, we uh, got on the bus And uh, we're heading back to Waco. And I'm sitting close to the back. And uh, Walter Abercrombie, who was a freshman at the time, was really a, a good football player and became a great football player. He was sitting on the back row, and I'm sitting on the next row up. And he's back there. And I just keep hearing this kind of a giggle. And I turn and look around and there Walter is with a smile on his face and this very guttural, he just giggled. His, he was just like happy as he could be. And I said, hey, Walter, you like that winning against uh, the Southwest Conference School. Oh, yes, sir. It's good to be the champion. I said, yes, it is. And, uh, and you were a great part of that. But he he expressed the joy that all those guys felt and the coaching staff felt because to win the conference championship, we had to beat Rice down there, and we did. So we're conference champions. And that changed everything for Baylor. Uh, We were no longer looked at as the perennial doormats in the conference. We were looked at as a university that could produce a championship team. It was very interesting because after we won, uh, I had many, many offers of the schools. You know, I mean, that's just the way that system works. And, uh, and of course, Baylor was scared to death that, that I would leave and it'd make them look bad that uh, I came in Uh, won, and then left, and then they're holding the bag, so to speak. But when I turned all of those down, and people uh, from Baylor and across the country knew and understood that I turned it down for a lot more money, uh, probably a greater opportunity to win year after year, because they were state schools that I had been offered. But I made the decision along with Donnell and my girls, as you know uh, how
1: did yeah, how did that change the the culture at Baylor? So now you know that I mean just what was that like at Baylor and in waco
0: and And there's this great story that was told about Abner McCall, who was our president at the time, and Abner's uh, old outstanding lawyer and uh, sort of uh, uh, came across as a curmudgeon, you know, uh, but he was a brilliant man and loved Baylor University. And But he, like others, really didn't know what to think about it. And so th- this is a story told to me by by a guy that was in the car who was assistant to Abner. They were driving down Valley Mills, and there was a big sign up there, big, uh, you know, one of those advertising signs and the sign said Grant Taft for president and evidently Dr. McCall sort of you know uh, and the guy riding with him who is his assistant says oh no Ab, that means for the United States Oh, so, if only. Yeah. So anyway, but that's an example of how people got excited and uh, <laughs> and and rightly so, because uh, I I really did not like the verbiage miracle on the browsers. And that's what it was called. And it was called that because we hadn't won in 50 years and it seemed like a miracle because we were picked dead last in the conference when the season started. But I, I, I really didn't like that verbiage uh, for some reason. It just didn't sit well with me. I, I felt like it, it ought to be something, you know, more definitive about what this team had done and that type of thing. But that was sort of uh, the, the mentality of the media. Ad is that, uh, man, this is, this is a miracle.
1: You know? <laughs> well, it wasn't a miracle. It was a plan. And that's what probably bothered you.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly right because, uh, yeah, uh, there it, it was no miracle. A miracle would be something that, uh, you know, if ever ever game, uh, somebody was about to score to beat us and they fumbled on the one yard line, we caught it in midair and went the length of the field and assured the victory. You know, that's yep. that's kind of a miracle, but. Uh, but anyway, that's the way it was, and, uh, you know, that's not going to change. But uh, I always say this, that our coaches and our players particularly knew and understood what it took uh, to do that. And, and it was not a miracle. It was absolute hard work, outstanding planning, then superb execution Of the plan given and those are three you know very solid uh, things to do if you want to be successful in anything and uh, dream yeah there's a lot to do with that Uh, you know we dreamed of winning a championship but that was a goal it wasn't just a vague dream and even though we had beaten Texas then those other games became harder because they weren't expecting the same old Baylor. So they got ready to play what would possibly be the champion. We'd beaten Texas. And so we had uh, tough, hard fought games against the rest of the league, but uh, we uh, went on and was able to win out and become the Southwest Conference champion. This is Grant Taft. Thank you for joining us. Now, go make a difference beyond the
1: game.